0: What's up everybody? Welcome to Digging the Pits Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, This is Mel coming at you for week two, uh, the matchup podcast. Uh, We're going to start off going over the games, talking about the different games, different matchups, different stats, different advantages you may have. Uh, Starting off with the Giants at the Bears. Um, Starting off with turnover worthy plays for Daniel Jones. He has zero turnover worthy plays this far this season. Mitch Trubisky has a 10% rate of turnover-worthy plays. Passer rating for the Giants, um, under a clean pocket, 109%. Under pressure, he's at 45%. Uh, Mitch Trubisky, under a clean pocket, he's at 119%. Under pressure, he's at 52%. Percent of plays ran uh, for New York Giants. They're running the ball 24% of the times and passing the ball 76% of the time. Chicago's running the ball 39% of the time and passing the ball 61% of the time. Average offensive snaps, New York Giants 70, Chicago 67. Formation sets, New York Giants coming out of three wide receiver sets 53% of the time, two tight end sets 50% of the times, two running back sets 66 percent of the times. The Bears out of three wide receiver sets 62% of the times, two tight end sets 36% of the time, two running back sets 6% of the times. Now we have New York Giants, they passed that 75% of the times um, their last outing uh, to start the season. The Bears are allowing 2.64 yards per carry, uh, per carry for uh, against the running back. So, the Giants are giving up, giving up receptions of 20 yards downfield, um, 20 plus yards downfield. So this is good for, um, Allen and Miller to go deep downfield for Mitch Trubisky if he can get the ball off. Um, there was talks about, um, Allen being a little upset in this run-o and having contract issues this, this week. So, you know, um, Maybe he'll come out and play well. You know how players play when they under contract dispute, and they're disgruntled. But he was trying to keep things clean and in the house, so it had leaked out to the media. So he's, he's he's looking to come out and ball. He asked to be traded. He didn't demand to be traded. So there's a difference between asking and demanding. So he his team wants him there. His coaches wants him there. Everyone wants him around. Um. Like I said, I'll be giving out standout players um, once a week, and we're starting off with bang this week. Uh, my standout player is Evan, Evan Ingram, the tight end for uh, for the Giants. The Bears are giving up significant damage to the tight ends. Uh, we'll see how that plays out this week, but I think Evan Ingram's he's my standout player this week at the tight end position. He's going to be a top five uh, tight end for. The New York for the New York Giants this week, and overall, he's going to be a top five tight end uh, in fantasy points earned this week. So, look for Evan Ingram to do damage. We have Atlanta at Dallas, turnover worthy plays for Matt Ryan, two percent, Dak Prescott, zero percent. Uh, passer rating for Atlanta, 103 percent, under clean pocket, under pressure, 82 percent. That's pretty good numbers. In Seattle bore bore some pain last week. Dallas, on the clean pocket, 109%. On the pressure, 64%. Percent of plays for Atlanta, they're running the ball 27% of the times and passing the ball 73% of the times. Dallas running the ball 33% of the times and passing the ball 67% of the times. Keep in mind, guys, I'm giving you these numbers so you can – Strategically, set your lineups based on the formations and the sets and how many times a team is running the ball or passing the ball based on if you have that receiver or that running back. Average offensive snaps, Atlanta is at 80, 80, 80 offensive snaps. Dallas at 73 offensive snaps. Formation sets, Atlanta's out at three wide 66% of the times and two tight end sets 18% of the time. Two running back sets, sixteen percent of the times. Dallas out of three wide receiver sets, eighty-three percent of the times. Two tight end sets, fifteen percent of the times. Two running back sets, three percent of the times. Atlanta didn't do much on uh, on the ground in the game one against uh, Seattle. You know, um, you hear rumblings about Gurley's knee and everything. They didn't have many yards on the ground, so. We'll look for them to pick up steam this week against uh, Dallas Cowboys. Also, Atlanta isn't allowing many yards on the ground. Seattle, well, that, that could have been because uh, Seattle passed a lot last week. And um, maybe it, I think that with Dallas, you know, uh, putting a little more damage on the ground and running the ball at a 33% of the time, uh, Zeke is going to touch that ball. Remember last week, I told you that Zeke is there Basically a three-down back, he touched the ball a lot out of all of their backs, so look for him to do damage there. Now both of the teams are allowing damage to be done um, to the opponent, for them, f- from the opponents' wide receivers and tight ends. So um, I think that this game is earmarked as a high-scoring game due to Vegas numbers. Uh, look for this game to be a potential shootout between the two teams. So if you got them, start them for those uh, those different those two organizations. Um, moving on to Detroit at Green Bay, turnover worthy plays. Matthew Stafford is at two percent. Aaron Rodgers is at zero percent. Rodgers had one of his better games, looked like him his old self out there last week. So we'll see how things go and progress with Rodgers throughout the season. Passer ratings. Detroit under a clean pocket, 74% under pressure, 88%. Now that's an interesting uh, flip-flop there, so we'll see how things go, and maybe uh, Matthew Stafford likes the pressure where he can get the ball out quick. Green Bay under a clean pocket, 140%, and under pressure, 46%. Maybe Detroit bringing a little bit of pressure to apply to Rogers, so he's not sending back there patting the ball and hitting his receivers at his leisure. Percent of plays. Detroit is running the ball at a 35% clip and passing the ball at a 65% clip. Green Bay is running the ball at a 42% clip and passing the ball at a 58% clip. Average offensive snaps. Detroit 79 and Green Bay 80. Formation sets. Detroit is out of three wide receiver sets Percent of the times, two tight end sets, 13% of the times, two running back sets, 19% of the times. Green Bay is out of three wide receiver sets, 42% of the times, two tight end sets, 41% of the times, two running back sets, 20% of the times. Um, Guys, uh, Aaron Rodgers is speaking a lot about, we all know what Devontae Adams is, but he's speaking up his other receivers Lazard and uh, Marquez Valdez Scantlin, you know, so um, Valdez Scantlin had more of a production than Lazard, but Aaron Rodgers trusts Lazard a little more. So, but we're following we're following the numbers here. I think as of now, Marquez Valdez Scantlin may have the edge as the number two receiver there. So, let's keep an eye on that going forward. There was no practice for Galladay this this week and um, we'll see how things go there. But guys, I want you to know last game, uh, Quintez Cephas had nine targets, the most on the team, um, most in the game, along with Allen uh, from Chicago. So uh, if, if Galladay is out this week, I will keep an eye on Quintez Cephas or, you know, Aaron Markham as a player to watch um, potentially go out and grab if you need to because this it may be too late. And when you're dealing with waivers, guys, I want you to know a little trick. If you have a waiver wire, sometimes you got to outsmart or outthink your opponents. If you're deep down in the waiver order, you got to go get the player now because you don't want the potential breakout to happen. And then you are reacting to what had happened already along with everyone else. And you know, if you're if you're down there, you can't get them. For instance, last week Hans was a smash in a smash spot, you know, due to due to the injury with Mac. So Hans stepped up, and now he he was the guy to get this week on waivers wi- waiver wire. So if you're in a in a waiver fight, you're fighting to get that guy. Why not outthink your opponents and get him now? So I'm going to point out uh, point out a couple of guys for you, like Quintez Cephas. Keep an eye on him. He's somebody to go out and get now. Valdez Scantlin, if he's on your waiver wire, Lazar, those are guys to get now. They're being talked up. Green Bay is allowing a 100% target target rate um, when teams are targeting their tight ends. So look for TJ Hawkinson to have a wonderful game this week. You know, um, he, they're allowing a 100% success rate for teams that are targeting team their tight end so TJ Hawkinson is someone to um, be in your lineups who can have an edge this week so targeting 20 targeting players 20 yards plus downfield Green Bay is number two in that category that's scary uh, considering that um, Detroit allows the fourth most 20 plus yards receptions downfield so you got if you got Aaron Rodgers this week and you can pair him up with Valdez Scantling or Lazard, do so because it's going to be um, basically a shootout unless Detroit can get the pressure on him to get his his numbers, get him off that mark. Moving on to the Vikings at the Colts. Turnover worthy plays, Kirk Cousin. He's at a three point two three percent. Phillip Rivers, six percent. Passer rating, Minnesota under a clean pocket, 125%, under pressure, 53%. Indianapolis under a clean pocket, 88%, under pressure, 94%. I'm not surprised by that with Phillip Rivers. That's a flip-flop. Phillip likes the pressure. He likes to be have the defenders battering down on him when he could just throw the ball to. And remember, guys, Phillip is a, a dump-off guy. He's going to dump off to his running backs. Uh, Just like last year, he would dump off to his running backs as much as possible. So he's going to dump off to his running backs. Hence, Hines is having a – he had all those targets last week, and he was the, the waiver-wired guy to go get this week. So um, Phillip is going to throw those short dump, dinks and dumps. Percent of plays, Minnesota's running the ball 37% of the time and passing the ball 63% of the time. Indianapolis is running on the ball 31% of the time, passing the ball 69% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Minnesota 51. That's low from what I've been seeing throughout the league. 51, 51 times offensive snaps is very low. Indianapolis, 75 offensive snaps. Um, that means Indianapolis is getting in, getting out of the huddle, running off, running off, please, running off, please, running off, please. Running off, please formation sets. Minnesota is out of three wide receiver sets, 59% of the times. Two tight end sets, 27% of the times. Two running back sets, 25% of the times. Indianapolis is out of three wide receiver sets, 81% of the times. Two tight end sets, 14% of the times. Two running back sets, 4% of the times. So, you know, one of the two going to be in there for Indianapolis. Either Tiller or um Hans, more so Hans on the passing downs probably. Tiller might end up being a three down back. Rivers has a lot of trust in Paris Campbell though. So, you know, right now he's connecting with Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell may be a guy to go out and get off a of waiver wires if he's still there. See, this is where you need to outsmart your opponents and go out and get these players who are doing well early and having a good connection with their quarterbacks. So, Paris Campbell is a guy to go out there and get. Keep in mind, guys, Minnesota has young cornerbacks. They lost a couple of their cornerbacks to, due to free agent. They let a couple walk. So, they're starting their young guys. And they're seeing what they got under the, under the hood with those young guys. And they got torched last week by Aaron Rodgers. So, we'll see what happens this week with Phillip Rivers. Phillip Rivers could possibly torch him as well. He's a savvy quarterback also. Now, Minnesota is gaining three yards per carry. That's number one in the NFL. Also, allowing three yards per carry. Could we say giddy up Jonathan Taylor? So, Minnesota's doing damage on the ground and also giving up a heck of a lot of yards on the ground as well. So, this could be a smash spot for Jonathan Taylor. If you have Jonathan Taylor, put him out there. Get him out there. Let's play ball with him. Let's see what he has. Because he's going to get production. That's all you need. With Mac down, Jonathan Tiller is in, in this slot. Now we have Buffalo at Miami. Uh, Turnover worthy plays Josh Allen, 1.75%, Fitzpatrick, 2.70%. Passer rating Buffalo under a clean pocket, 113%, under pressure, 78%. Miami under a clean pocket, 69%, under pressure, 35%. Percent of plays. Buffalo's running the ball 35% of the time, passing the ball 66% of the time. Miami's running the ball 39% of the time, passing the ball 61% of the time. Average offensive snap, Buffalo, 89 offensive snaps. That's very high. They're rolling it off, man. Josh Allen is out there bowling. Miami, 61 average offensive snaps. Formation sets, Buffalo, out of three wide receiver sets, 96% of the time. That is extremely high. Two tight end sets, 2% of the time. Two running back sets, 2% of the times. Miami's out of three wide receiver sets, 72% of the time. Two tight end sets, 16% of the times. Two running back sets, 24% of the time. Now, Zach Moss uh, led Buffalo with eight red zone carries. And uh, single to Singletary's one, so that's telling right there that Zach Moss is more so the guy who's going to get the ball in the um, in the clutch moments. He's going to get the ball more than Singletary. Keep in mind, Singletary has that fumbling issue as well. I can see Zach Moss passing Singletary up um, anytime you get the ball in the red zone. Uh, that many times, that's a big margin. So. Miami is giving up 25 fantasy points to the quarterback. Can we say giddy up Josh Allen? Now Josh Allen's gonna run the ball just like Cam. Josh Allen's no slouch on the ground. He's going to pounding ground as well. So you know, Cam did them dirty last week. We'll see what Josh Allen does. Now, as far as defenses go, uh, Buffalo's shutting down a lot. They're shutting down the receivers, the cornerback, I mean the running backs, the uh, quarterbacks, everyone. They're they're smashed streaming defense if they're out there. If they're out there, definitely pick them up. They're someone that you can potentially stream. Now, uh, we have the 49ers at the Jets. Turnover worthy plays Jimmy G, 2.63%. Sam Darnold, 4.88%. Both quarterbacks looked terrible last week, so it was a battle of the terrible quarterbacks this week. Jimmy G needs to step it up, and Sam Darnold needs to step it up. Passer rating, 49ers under a clean pocket, 110%, and under pressure, 64.6%. New York Jets under a clean pocket, 107%, under pressure, 7%. So, I think 49ers front four may get to Sam Darnold. Percent of plays, San Fran's running the ball 39% of the time and passing the ball 61% of the times. New York Jets are running the ball 27% of the time and passing the ball 73% of the time. Average offensive snaps, San Fran, uh, 63, and the Jets, 57. Formation sets, 49ers out of three wide receiver sets, 28% of the time. Two tight end sets, 22% of the times; Two running back sets, of the times. Now that's a Niner thing, they just high under Shanahan with the two running back sets. Um, The Jets are out of three wide receiver sets, 79% of the times, two tight end sets, 14% of the times, two running back sets, 6% of the times. Now this is one week that you know Ayuk got a full week or a partial week of practice, he was full today. Uh, Looks like Ayuk is gonna suit up, he's well needed. Uh, San Francisco is depleted at the wide receiver position, hence last week's output. Jimmy Garoppolo barely threw the ball to his receivers. He mainly threw to the running backs. He was highly efficient at throwing to the running backs versus throwing to the wide receiver. I mean, excuse me, throwing to, yeah, correct, throwing to the wide receivers. Gore is getting the start this week with Bell out on IR. Keep in mind, IR isn't as bad as it used to be. It's only three games due to the COVID rules. Crowder is banged up. He was listed as out this week. So um, we, we can expect uh, damage from other receivers there. Kittle is banged up. He is listed as out as of now. Um, Jordan Reed, if he's out there on your waiver wires, he's someone to pick up. Keep in mind, the 49ers are uh, a number two tight end. Always sees production once the number one is out. So Reed may be a potential sleeper pickup. Now as far as receptions 20 yards down the field, McKinnon is the only so-called receiver or running back that is receiving the ball down the field 20 yards plus for San Francisco. That's a little strange to me um, but it's been said that McKinnon is the uh, best receiver out of the out of as of now for the 49ers. You know, um some sleep on McKinnon because the production isn't there. He and uh Mostert shared targets last week. He had about five, Mostert had about five. Uh so but he also got a twenty yard pass, twenty plus yard pass downfield from Jimmy G. That says a lot. If McKinnon's out there, he's someone that people are overlooking. He's healthy. Uh he's someone to he's gonna get passes. He may not get much wreck in the run game because most doing damage, but keep in mind, he's going to get passes. And if you're on a PPR lead, he's someone that you can pick up. As of now, Jimmy G isn't looking for his receivers. Moving on to the Rams at the Eagles. Turnover worthy plays, Jared Goff, zero. Carson Wentz, 10%. Passer rating. LA under a clean pocket. under pressure, 0%. Philadelphia under clean pocket, 74% under pressure, 69%. Percent of plays. LA is running the ball 52% of the time and passing the ball 48% of the times. Philadelphia is running the ball 25% of the times, passing the ball 75% of the times. Formation sets. The Rams are out of three wide receiver sets, 68% of the times, two tight end sets, 33% of the times, and two running back sets, 0% of the times. Philadelphia is out of three wide receiver sets, 31% of the times, two tight end sets, 73% of the times, two running back sets, 0% of the times. Now, Eagles is the number one offense in the NFL with tight end production. They led the league in uh, tight end scoring. Both of their tight ends scored tremendous. They both scored last week. They both had high production. They had high target production. So, um, one of the problems that the Eagles have is uh, their offensive line is a, is allowing sacks at an alarming rate there. So, Sam Darnold should be eating this week. You know, um, the Eagles right side, there are two players on the right side who hasn't started um, an NFL game last uh, until last week. So, you know, they faced Washington football team and the Washington football team interior has two first round picks the last couple of years who are doing damaged. Um, and they did a lot of damage to the Eagles. So, you know, I saw what Sam Darnold did. Darnold did last week to the Dallas Cowboys. It leads me to believe that he's not going to do anything different to the Philadelphia Eagles. Wentz may be on his back a couple of times. Uh, D-Jacks had 40% 40 air yards compared to Rieger's 27%. Uh, Rieger could have had another 50-yard touchdown had he not stopped on his route. So the overthrown ball by Wentz wasn't Wentz's fault. It was Rieger's. When he broke out, he slowed down on his route, and he didn't complete the route to his fullest. Here's something that was alarming to me for, for the Eagles, uh, Philadelphia Eagles tight ends. Goddard had a 20% 21% target rate, target share, compared to Ertz's 17%. So, you know, guys, if, if Goddard is out there, he's someone to go grab. And I will grab him quick because if Ertz so happened to get injured or something was happening, he get bit by the COVID bug. Got it as an instant number one tight end immediately. Moving on to Denver at Pittsburgh. Turnover worthy plays, Drew Locke, 2.94%. Ben Roethlisberger is 0%. Big Ben looked good last week. He came out throwing well. Uh, Passer rating, Denver under a clean pocket, 104%. Under pressure, 81%. Pittsburgh, under a clean pocket, 122%. Under pressure, 94%. Not bad. See, Ben looked good. Both of these teams look good. Locke looked good as well. Percent of plays. Um, Denver's running the ball 42% of the time, passing the ball 58% of the times. Pittsburgh's running the ball 44% of the time, passing the ball 56% of the times. Average offensive snaps. Denver, 59 Pittsburgh, 65 Formational sets. Denver's out of three wide receiver sets, 73% of the times. Two tight end sets, 15% of the times. Two running back sets, 14% of the times. Pittsburgh's out of three wide receiver sets, 72% of the times. Two tight end sets, 25% of the times. Two running back sets, 13% of the times. Pittsburgh's rushing defense is nasty. They gave up a negative 1.25 yards per carry. Good luck to Gordon this week. You know, um, Melvin Gordon, I don't know. You know, he started off bad last week with a fumble, but he got back in to get more reps. So, and um, he should be the only running back in town this week with the injury situation over there in Denver. Denver's run defense is no slouch either. So, all the uh, good luck to all the Snell troopers out there. It's been cited that Connor has practiced this week, and the light is still on part of coach for Connor to resume his starting duties. Uh, Snell was another big name out there on the waiver wire this week, and um, I don't know if that's going to come to fruition. He he looks good. He slimmed down a lot, but uh, as far as him taking over starting duties, I don't think so. The only, down, only good thing he has going for him is that Connor is always injured, so he could potentially step up into that role. So if you have him and you were able to get him off of the waiver wires, I will keep hold of him, keep him in the cut, and see what happens these weeks to come. Denver's allowing um, significant points to the tight end position. Hello, Mr. Ebron. People forget that uh, Pittsburgh has Ebron over there ebron should eat this week you know so i will monitor him he's someone to monitor i wouldn't run out to the waiver wire to get him because you have um all those other guys and juju looks rejuvenated this week this year for pittsburgh uh you have johnson he looks great he led the team in targets this week so he's a true true number two um, you have the, the the young guy, Claypool. Oh, yeah, Claypool's a good guy to keep an eye on. If you have a deep bench, I will go out there and get Claypool from Pittsburgh, the wide receiver for Pittsburgh. He's someone to keep a deep eye on because you need those guys like that. Roethlisberger is slinging the ball. Claypool had a little bit of production last week at a 40-yard catch or so. So keep your eye out there. We have the Panthers at the Buccaneers. Turnover worthy plays, Teddy Bridgewater, 5%. Tom Brady, 2.2%. Uh, passer rating, Carolina under uh clean pocket, 103%. Under pressure, 77%. Tampa Bay under clean pocket, 81%. Under pressure, 70%. <coughs> Percent of plays, Carolina's running the ball 39% of the times and passing the ball 61% of the times. Tampa Bay is running the ball 35% of the times and passing the ball 65% of the times. Average offensive snaps, Carolina 66, Tampa Bay 71. <laughs> Formation sets, Carolina's out of three wide receiver sets 68% of the time. Two, t- two tight end sets 22% of the times. Two running back sets 14% of the times. Tampa Bay is out of three wide receiver sets 69% of the times. Two tight end sets, 30% of the time. And two running back sets, 0% of the time. Now, last season, the Bucks shut down easy Ed McCaffrey. Uh, so Run DMC didn't have much production both times that he met the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So it's been cited out there this year, this week, this upcoming week that, you know, it's going to be a tough alley. But I say, if you have McCaffrey, he's a must start. He's too good not to start. Who are you sitting him down for? Who? Just tell me who. There's no need to sit him down. You have to start him and take your chances. Now the only difference is Bridgewater is not dumping the ball off. He's looking downfield. So we'll see how we'll, we'll monitor this production throughout the season. Ronald Jones and Fournette are in great spots this week. Carolina's picked up uh, right right where they left off at last year, allowing the most points to running back. So. Um, if Ronald Jones is the bell cow over there He's the guy He's the guy to start But I I think as the season progresses Leonard Fournette is going to pick up the offense more He's a good blocking back So Brady's going to need that protection So look for Leonard Fournette to do damage as much as possible We have the Jaguars at the Titans Turnover worthy plays Garner Minshew 0% Tannehill Passer rating, the Jags under a clean pocket, 142%. Under pressure, 0%. Tennessee under a clean pocket, 105%. Under pressure, 76%. Percent of plays, the Jags are running the ball 42% of the time and passing the ball 58% of the time. Tennessee's running the ball 41% of the time and passing the ball 59% of the time. Average offensive snack, The Jags, 50, and Tennessee, 85. That's huge. Tennessee's rolling off 85 plays a game. (coughs) Mind mind you, it's a small sample size, there's only been one game played this this far. Um, Formation sets, the Jags out of three wide receiver sets, 72% of the time, two tight end sets, 24% of the times, two running back sets, 19% of the times. Tennessee out of three wide receiver sets 55% of the time. Two tight end sets 36% of the time. Two running back sets 15% of the time. The Jags are allowing the most fantasy points to running backs <clears throat> 51 fantasy points altogether. This looks like a good matchup for Derrick Henry to smash in this spot. The Jags allow 17 catches to running backs. It's been talked about that the Titans want to get Derrick Henry some catches out of the backfield. They threw a couple of screens to him last week. Um, I would look for Derrick Henry to get a couple of receptions in them them PPR league. So if you got him, use him. This could be a good week for Tyler Eifert as well. Uh, Tennessee allowing the most points, allowing points to um, the tight end. Now, the only downside to that is the Jags hasn't hit their tight ends too often in the last game. So maybe that changes things this this week coming up. A.J. Brown has a bruised thigh. As of now, we're gonna keep an eye on that. uh, And I believe he's out. Uh, If not, I mean, if he is, um, Corey uh, Corey Davis had a, a good outing last week. You know, he came out on fire. He got a lot of targets in production early. So look for Corey Davis to do damage if he's not injured. Uh, he, he popped up on the injury report as well. So we keep our eyes out for those guys. We have Washington at Arizona. Turnover worthy plays, Haskin, 2.78%. Marys 0%. Passer rating, under a clean pocket, Washington is at 85%. And under pressure, 78%. Arizona, Arizona under a clean pocket, 87% under pressure 40 percent percent of plays washington's running the ball 49 percent of the time and passing the ball 51 percent of the time arizona's running the ball 35 percent of the times and passing the ball 65 percent of the time average offensive snap washington 72 arizona 84 formation sets washington's out of three wide receiver sets 51 percent of the times two tight end sets 34 percent of the time two running back sets 11% of the time. Arizona's out of three wide receiver sets 59% of the time. Two tight end sets 34% of the times. Excuse me. Two tight end sets um excuse me. Three wide receiver sets 59% of the times. Two tight end sets 37% of the time. Two running back sets 8% of the times. <laughs> now Peyton Barber is tied for the fr- for first with 10 rushing attempts inside the red zone. He punched in two TDs as well. So, as of now, it looks like Peyton Barber is uh, leading the uh, backfield over there in Washington. Washington's allowing at least um, the least amount of points to running backs. twelve. Looks like Peyton Peyton Barber's in a good spot. Arizona allowing the most points to running backs. This all may be uh, due to Moser's long slant play. He caught a slant and took it to the house, 76 yards. So that may be factoring into it. I'm not necessarily saying that Wash. I mean, excuse me. Arizona's run defense is just going to bow down to Washington running backs. So we'll see. But the major question here is. Is Washington's defense real? Are they? We'll see. Um, Nuke Hopkins got 16 targets last week, core 14 of the of the passes. Looks like Colin Murray's looking for him early and often. The connection between the two is, is greater than none. You know, um, he's a big asset to them. You know, they always play the Niners tough, but the Niners let them stick around too long, and, uh, you know, Nuke went off. Now, as far as the rushing yards from Murray... Um, some of that may be due to broken plays. There was a long run that Murray had that was a broken play. He almost scored on he got tackled on the one yard line. so I wouldn't factor that in. don't don't get me wrong he's, he's look he looks quick out there, but um, I think he's looking to pass first and he just scrambled as much as possible. We have Baltimore and Houston. this is, this should be a high, high, high power game of the week. It should be a high scoring game as well. Um, up there with uh, Dallas and Atlanta. Turnover worthy plays. Lamar Jackson. Jackson is at 3%. Watson is at 3%. rating. Baltimore under a clean pocket, 155%. That's huge. Under pressure, 141%. That's huge. Um, Houston. Under a clean pocket, 120%. Under pressure, 0%. Per- percent of plays. Uh, Baltimore is running the ball. 48% of the time and passing the ball 53% of the time. Houston's running the ball 31% of the time and passing the ball 69% of the time. Average offensive snaps, Baltimore uh, 59, Houston 59. Formation sets, Baltimore is out of three wide receiver sets 45% of the time, two tight end sets 41% of the times, two running back sets 36% of the time. Houston's out of three wide receiver sets 71% of the times, two tight end sets 27% of the times, two running back sets 5% of the time. JK Dobbins and uh Ingram both had two red zone rushing attempts. The only difference there is JK was able to punch it in uh for 2 TDs. So, you know, Ingram's still going to stick around, but JK Dobbins isn't going anywhere. Um And uh, if you have him And you're in the Keeper League J.K. Dobbins may be somebody to hold on For the next years to come Because he's going to be the only back in town uh, Once uh, Ingram is gone The other, other side of this is that Baltimore has Lamar it, It's almost like a cheat code To have Lamar Jackson man, Because the boy can run He's a running back And a, a good passer out there Hence his passer ratings. Look at his, listen to his passer ratings one more time. Under a clean pocket, 155%. When pressured, he's still throwing at 140 41%. That's huge. <laughs> now the the Ravens defense isn't allowing many points to the quarterback. So, you know, um Watson had a lot of garbage time production last week against the Chiefs. Um, I don't think it'll be the same this this week. Um, but that also could be that they played Cleveland. And, you know, Baker look Baker looked terrible last week. So we'll see how that that all fares out this week. Um, however you look at it, Houston needs a better outing this week. They started off too late against the Chiefs. The Chiefs came out like they never left last from last year, like they've been playing all summer. They started off a little late playing against the Chiefs. The Chiefs was like gang buses driving down the field, nonstop, just running up and down the field. Now, it may be for fantasy purposes that Watson would be that type of quarterback that gets you the production that you need in garbage time. (coughs) But however, um, David Johnson looks well. He looks good. So we'll see if he returns to his old form or not. And we have the Chiefs at the Chargers. Turnover worthy plays, Mahomes, 2.86%, Taylor, zero. Uh, passer rating, um, Kansas City under a clean pocket, 127%, under pressure, 100%. The Chargers under clean pocket, 70%, under pressure, 89%. Percent of plays, Kansas City's running the ball, 49% of the time, passing the ball, 51% of the time. The Chargers, they're running the ball 50% of the time and passing that 50%. Average offensive snaps, Kansas City 71, the Chargers 75. Formation sets, Kansas City's out of three wide receiver sets 60% of the times, Two tight end sets 33% of the times, Two running back sets 15% of the time. The Chargers are out of three wide receiver sets 73% of the time. Two tight end sets, 17% of the time. Two running back sets, 11% of the time. Clyde Edwards, hilarious, tied for first with 10 rushing attempts inside the red zone. The only problem is he just couldn't punch it in. And it was a big uproar on Twitter about him not being able to punch it in. Is he a red zone back or not? I just think that was just play calling. Uh, The way the calls were played, it was all mumble, mumble jumble. Uh... He needs the spacing. Reed's going to figure that out. And this may be the week. Reed's going to figure that out, space it out, and get that guy some spacing so he can run in. Kansas City is leading the league in successful passes. They're number two in points per drive. So that's huge. Kansas City, like I said, they ran up and down the field on um, Houston last week. And... They were scoring at a high rate every drive, pretty much. Like I said, they're number two in scoring per drive. That's huge. Moving on to New England and Seattle. Turnover worthy plays Cam Newton, a 0%. Russell Wilson, 0%. Passer rating New England under clean pocket, 102%. Under pressure, 65%. Seattle under clean pocket, 141%. Under pressure, 113%. Percent of plays, New England's running the ball 63% of the time. That's high. Passing the ball 37% of the time. Seattle's running the ball 32% of the time. Passing the ball 68% of the time. Average offensive snaps, New England 64, Seattle 65. Formation sets, New England's out of three wide receiver sets 49% of the time. Two tight end sets 13% of the time. Two running back sets. 37% 37% of the time. Seattle's out of three wide receiver sets, 67% of the time. Two tight end sets, 32% of the time. Two running back sets, 2% of the time. Seattle was allowing the second most points to wide receivers. So, Edelman, it could be a big week for Edelman. Um, it's been cited that Cam has been quoted on talking up Nikhil Harry about all his mistakes, the mistakes that he made, coaching him up and Just being a leader out there. Cam was a leader this week and talking high about Nikhil Harry. So we'll see how things go there. New England runs the ball the most in the NFL at 65%. That's huge. New England's defense is uh, bottom eight in points allowed to tight end, wide receiver, and quarterback. So... As far as running back, they're middle of the pack. That's pretty darn tough. Now Russell Wilson had a big outing last last week against Atlanta. We'll see how things play out this week against New England with that tough defense. They're not allowing too many points to players. So we'll, th- we'll see how things fare out. Moving on to the Saints at the Raiders. Turnover-worthy plays. Drew Brees 2.94%. Derek Carr 3.13%. Passer rating. New Orleans under a clean pocket, 116%. Uh, under pressure, 40%. Las Vegas Raiders under a clean pocket, 116%. Under pressure, 40%. Percent of plays, New, England's run, New Orleans is running the ball 47% of the time, passing the ball 53% of the time. The Raiders running the ball 49% of the time, passing the ball 51% of the times. Giddy up Jacobs, he's the powerhouse. Formation sets. New Orleans is out of three wide receiver sets, 47% of the time. Two tight end sets, 30% of the time. Two running back sets, 29% of the times. The Raiders are out of three wide receiver sets, 46% of the time. Two tight end sets, 48% of the times; Two two running back sets, 26% of the time. Josh Jacobs is leading the league with three rushing TDs in the red zone. That's huge. He's the only back in town for them. It looks like he had a smash week. Well, he was in a smash spot against Carolina, as I said. Carolina's leading, starting off right where they left off at, giving production to running backs. Um, the other question: Will Michael Thomas play or will he not play? It was it was told. I mean, it was out there today that he feels good and he will potentially suit up. Um, but if he doesn't, Saunders could be a good uh, filling spot. Uh, for Michael Thomas, but also keep the man himself and uh, Taysom Hill. You know, when, when they're depleted at certain spots, the Jinsu knife uh is uh, Taysom Hill. He plays all, he's listed as a quarterback, but he plays tight end. He plays the gunner on uh punt team. He plays running back. He plays quarterback. So look, he may play receiver this week. Look for him to do some damage on receiver. Darren Waller should be in a good spot. New Orleans is allowing the 8th most fantasy points to tight end. So there we have it, folks. This is week two, Digging the Pits Fantasy Football Podcast. This is Mel. I'm wrapping things up. And uh, until next time, I'll just continue to dig in the pits for some fantasy gold for you guys. Um, Keep in mind, my standout player this week is going to be Evan Ingram at the tight end position. He should be top five um look for things to come uh until then i catch you guys next week peace out